That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. We are back. It is your host, Jed Zetzer here. I'm alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's-Bolt. A big, it's a, it's a big, big night for the club and it's a big night for the supporter base. It's just a night the Carlton Footy Club needed, wasn't it? It definitely was. Uh, well, just we'll, we'll just get the score out of the way to start things off, so... We've taken down the reigning premiers. The first time since 2010 that Carlton have defeated the reigning premiers in an AFL home and away season nice. match. Uh, 13-12-90, defeating Geelong 12-10-82. And we had the lead basically all night. Yep. We didn't give up the lead uh, from halfway through the second quarter onwards. It got out to as much as 28 points. Geelong kept peppering away, but we held strong and got the job done. Um, I thought Blake Akers was absolutely prolific for us, Bold. And you, you, you made a call earlier tonight. I don't know if you want to speak about it on this show or not, but uh, I'll hand it over to well, you about Blake Akers because you're, you're a big Blake Akers man. I was, I, I, well, I am a big Blake Akers fan. Um, I just thought it was brilliant business by the Footy Club, and you know, getting someone like that in at, at the the big price of. A future third round pick, but in all <laughs> honesty, k in, in all honesty, as in off the top of your head, like can you remember such a dynamic position, a dynamic game from a winger at Carlton? You know, in recent times, it's very tough. He was just unbelievable. Owned his wing, went back behind the ball, so he took eleven marks. He was just brilliant. He's you know second quarter especially like a huge lift. But he was just sensational, Blake Akers. He, I, I thought he was clearly our best player on the night. I, I, I think that is just... It's a landmark game for him. And that is one big welcome to the Carlton Football Club for Blake Akers. He was just superb. He was. He was absolutely prolific. And I think that's the word. 26 disposals. And he went at 88% efficiency. But like every time... He got the pill. He made something happen. He was just classy with it as well. Um, he had 11 marks, and I think that that's what set him apart tonight. He just controlled the game. He had two tackles. Uh, you look at his involvements. He had eight score involvements. He had 18 pressure acts, four clearances, six inside 50s, four rebound 50s. These numbers just suggest that he was essentially everywhere, 485 meters gained, and he only sat on the bench for 12 minutes tonight, so... That's uh three minutes a quarter, and for a guy like him, he's not the quickest dude out there, and you couldn't have, you know, you couldn't tell. So he was, yeah. 
also had eleven. Really fantastic. Also had eleven contested possessions, which is just huge. It's just it's just the perfect two way game from a winger. Yeah, you know, in all aspects of the game, in all aspects of the ground as well, he was just superb. Acres, it's, and you know, we speak about last week. You know, our two major downfalls were the wings and that frenetic pressure that the small and medium forward brigade failed to bring, and you know, those two positions just completely lifted tonight. He's great above his head. Yeah, no, well, he's quite a big fella, but he was just superb. He, you know, almost. If he plays a better game than that this year, it's going to be epic. Yeah. Like, he, he was well, just he brilliant. Well, he was arguably best on in a win over the reigning premiers. So, um, no, he was absolutely... He was great. He was... Yeah. Can't say bad. And you know what? To be honest, he needed it because he was... Didn't have a good one last week. No. So, it's to come huge, out... Huge. And put on that type of show was awesome. Uh, I want to make special mention... And we'll... Sorry. We've sort of just dived straight into this pod, but I think that we needed to. Yeah, well, just a huge win for the club. Yeah, let's speak. We'll go into the player analysis in a second, but yeah, let's speak about what this means for us. Just your overall thoughts on the game. Well, it's been look. It's been a. It was a very tough summer for Carlson and Carlson fans alike. It was a very tough summer. You know, we lost the last four games of last year. Two of them tragically. Last week, we're in a winning position and drew. It's been a really tough period for us, and I think just. You know, there were some old demons coming back at the end of that game against Geelong. And, you know, we were, we were in total control. The game was exactly where we wanted it for the majority of the game. It was quick, which you know I love. When the game's quick, we're a very good shout at winning most games we play. It was just, that's exactly how Carlton, that, that was a Carlton-branded game. We were frenetic. We were hot. We were intense. We were relentless. We were brilliant, you know, in most aspects of the game. But, you know, it was one of those games where... You know, we're in control, but just couldn't put the nail in the coffin when we probably needed to. And it, oh, you could sense the tension in the stands, couldn't you? Everyone was a bit edgy. Everyone was a bit. Oh, Everyone they, felt the same. Everyone, like, you couldn't do it again, could they? And I, I don't, like, you know, if you think of it, if they would have lost that game, like, hard to come back from uh, that would have been as deflating as anything. And to stand up against really good opposition win the game, take the four points, move to, you know, 1-1-0 one, one and zero against two pretty good opponents after, in the first fortnight of the season. It sets you up for a really good campaign. It's a huge win for the club. It just changes the outlook on the rest of our season, and I think we can go ahead, and it starts in Western Sydney next week, and we can now start, you know, doing something that we were quite good at last year, you know, winning the games that we're meant to win. Mm. Well, that's exactly what this match coming up is, and we'll preview that later in the show but uh yes just absolutely ecstatic with tonight's performance i thought and it was also a well-rounded performance like across the board i don't think we had any passengers tonight like i couldn't single out anyone um i even think you know they subbed off silvani like i thought he had an awesome first half i think at half time i was saying gee silvani was really good and you know, as it turned out, he was the man to be subbed out, probably, you know, based on balance across the field rather than, uh, I guess, performance. But, yeah, like, you look at, you know, the whole team tonight and there's no one that you can single out. Everyone performed well. Everyone played their role. And, you know, we question team selection the support as a, as a supporter base. A lot of Carlton fans questioned the team selection on Thursday night. Sorry, and went last night on Wednesday night, saying, 
you know, it's an average change. Durden in for Hewitt. You know, I think people were probably expecting to see one of the smalls go out as well. You know, as it turned out, Matt always ended up kicking three. Like, happy he didn't go out. You know, he played a great game. Martin ended up going out, but... Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I think at the end of the day, you look at that game and that, that game is just too quick for Jack Martin. He doesn't bring that relentless energy. He, do, he doesn't bring that heat in terms of forward half pressure that we probably, you know, ha- that we had tonight and that we need going forward. So it leaves Martin in a bit, bit of a sticky situation, but they, they, they do love playing him when he's available. So it'll be interesting. But they brought in the second Ruckman as well, which I think worked quite well. Um, you know, it made them have something else to think about down back without, obviously, um, Stuart, the general down there. So, and I, and, you know, we'll, you know, I said a quarter time. That was as well as I've seen us set up for a very long time. You know, gut running, we were covering the ground really, really well. We probably weren't as polished to capitalize and, you know, get the ball out to, you know, we'd be running in waves and there'll sometimes where we turn the ball over and not be able to utilize those running patterns, but... And that's polish, and it is frustrating because skills, you know, I love good foot skills, and it was a bit frustrating, but you could see they'll set up, and, you know, the way the game was kind of being dictated was exactly where we wanted the game. Like, we were running in waves. Like, and I said, I said, you know, if the game's played, like, in the same breath as the geelong Collingwood game, we'll probably be okay because we'll just be, we'll just overwhelm them, and we did. Yeah, we were very quick tonight. You know, there were the the first Matt O'Ee's goal that could go down as one of our best team goals for the season. Like that was just from the back line to the forward line, literally back pocket to the forward pocket. Silvani handballs it off to O'Ee's to end the chain. It was just a lovely team goal, and I think that that almost sums up our night. But let's get into the player analysis. So we kicked off with Blake Akers. We may as well, you know, round out with the rest of the mids and then we'll get into the back line. But uh, I want to talk about one man in particular who I think is a incredible story. And somehow when, you know, the book seemed closed, I think there's another chapter in this tale. And that is Ed Kerno, 26 disposals tonight. He kicked a goal, had seven score involvements, eight tackles, six clearances, two rebound 50s, two inside 50s. Um, don't know if I said he had three marks. He was, yeah, like, I am very, very, very pleased with his performance. 23 pressure acts as well. Um, you know, just for him, you know, he, he's, he, let's be honest here, mate. Like, let's call, call it what it is. He was done. Yeah, well, he played really well. I'm not going to take that away from him. He was really good at the cold face when we, you know, we lost George, which was obviously a huge omission. He had a role to play. Yep. And he, you know, he was standing in Cam Guthrie's pocket at every single stoppage. Cam Guthrie was in his pocket. (laughs) Yeah. He was literally like, literally shadowing Guthrie. And they had to throw Guthrie behind the ball in the last quarter because he just couldn't get his hands on it. And, you know, I think he had a team high six clearances. So he was really, really good at, you know, the dirty work. But there is a butt coming with Ed Kerno still. It was the worst disposal efficiency in the team. 57% again. Mm. And he had a team high eight clangers. So the ball use is just still so costly. And I know he did play well tonight. I'm not going to take... I know I just took some away from him, but I'm just trying to, you know, look at this in 
in the with the longer picture. Is he going to hold his spot when you get Walsh and Hewitt back? I'm not 100% sure. I, th- I thought he played well tonight in terms of did exactly what we needed him to do and provide, I guess, you know, provide a role that was lost out of George Hewitt. And he did that superbly, superbly. But, you know, in a team which we moved the ball so quickly and you got to be so precise because, you know, even if you, you find the man you're after, but, it, you know, hits him after bouncing on the ground, you lose those two or three seconds and it can cost you. And, you know, and he's kicking, he's just so not up to the level. It's not even funny. It's not. Like, he's gone at under 60% two weeks in a row now. And it, it's 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 something that I'm, I'm not sure if he is the long-term... I don't know. I, I still don't think he's going to be a long-term player once when everything is said and done at the end of the year. But the fact that you can call upon Ed Kerno to play a role like that... And I, and I said, like, I was happy for him to play the Richmond game on the basis he was tagging either Short or Rioli. And he didn't really do that, but he did that role tonight. And that's where his value comes into the side. I think that's fair enough. As in, you know, everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses. And unfortunately, his weakness is something that I value very highly. So I, I do find it hard to convince myself that I love Ed Kerno. I just think it's like the club went through a very, very dark chapter and the guys that went through that chapter are done and he's still around yeah, and, it's, and it's and it's nice for him that he gets a taste of this. I'm not taking away the loyalty. I'm not taking away the, you know, the, the workman-like attitude that he's provided over the best part of 10 years. I, I'm, I'm wrapped for him on a personal level. I just think, you know, I look at the bigger picture and maybe I shouldn't look ahead. You know, it is a week by week thing in footy, but I look at the bigger picture and do I think there's a spot for him when every, when that midfield group is full? I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I lean towards a no on the basis of he can't kick, but did he, he came in and played a really important role. So I'll give him that. I thought he was in our top five tonight, so I'm not taking away from his performance, but I just look at it and think it's still probably not the most sustainable player to have relying on every single week but is he going to be a better first drop midfielder than Paddy Dow absolutely yeah I just yeah look I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with him playing I, I I think at full fitness he's not in our best 22 but as a depth option and he's more than a depth option right now because he's playing good footy but you know at full fitness he's a depth option and to be honest with you Bolt I think like, I know you don't like this, but I like the idea of him as the sub. No. no. I know you don't like it because you don't like midfielders being subs. But what can he offer over the course of a quarter? I just think he is yeah. versatile. You can throw him into the guts or you can put him as a forward pocket mm. or if you need to. Because really, you don't go into a match planning to tell. I know tonight we sort of did, but like... If we're playing against a team and someone is getting off the chain, if he's the sub, just activate him at any moment. Well, like midway through the second quarter, if someone's getting off the leash. No, but midway through the third, yes. I just think goal scoring ability or structural cover have to be the two criterias to meet. And, I'm, and I don't think O'Brien meets either of those either at the moment. But... I don't see Ed Kerno's future in this team as the sub. Look, he's he played really well tonight. 
he'll be in the team for the foreseeable future. But do I think it's the most sustainable thing? I'm just not sure because his kicking is just so horrid. It's not even funny. But he played a really good role tonight and we'll give him that. It's just me being honest. That's how I see it. Yeah, no, mate, right. that's that's why we do this pod. It's honesty. Um, let's go through. Cripper, 27 disposals tonight. Uh, he was great. He, he was great without being great, if that makes sense. He, like, yeah. This was a typical game where Cripps was so good, but because it's Cripps, we just expect more. So he had the 30 pressure act, which for him is probably more than he usually would ever have. Six clearances, six tackles, um, you know, four marks. He was, he just, like, he, he didn't have the most amazing game. Yeah. But he was still great. He was great. He, he was brilliant. He's just, I'll tell you what, Paddy Cripps is absolutely acing at the moment. He's handballing at the moment. He's so out of this world, it's not even funny. The guy literally opens up channels for other players with just handballs. It is crazy, crazy how that guy is offloading the ball. There was a moment where he actually grabbed the ball out of midair from like a ricochet and like had already dished it off before he landed on the ground and we're out. He is just unbelievable. I think it was to Matt Kennedy, that handball. It was just superb. Um, Cripps was very good as in... You know, once again, equal team high with Kerno, six clearances, 15 contested possessions, just getting down and dirty Cripper at the moment. You know, it's a little, he's playing a little bit differently to last year in terms of he's not getting his forward as much, but he's just, yeah, he, I, I think his first fortnight's been absolutely terrific, as in, like, just superb, as in, he, he's amazing, Cripper. He really is. He is. He is. And uh, he was fantastic tonight. Uh, I want to speak about Ollie Holland's ball. No, but I will say, and because I, I gave Ed Kerno a tough time, his kicking wasn't unbelievable tonight either, Cripps. I know I just raved about his handball. His handballing game is just on top of this world. His kicking game wasn't great, which probably he needs- only had nine as well. Yeah, it probably needs a little bit of a lift in that regard. Uh, Ollie Holland's. Let's talk about this young man in his second game of AFL football. And uh, we we sort of spoke about him last week and how he led the the whole field in uh, distance covered in the match, uh, but looked slightly like a bit of a deer in the headlights. Well, tonight, you know, I think he worked his way into this match and he just got more comfortable as the match went on. He had some really big moments because I think he... Yeah. Because he runs so much, he gets himself into really difficult positions and... He never shies away. He's just very, very courageous. And, um, you know, there are a couple moments tonight where I was just like, well, you know, second game, he's throwing his body around, um, you know, repeat efforts. So we go through his stats, 20 disposals, five marks, two tackles, three score involvements, 15 pressure acts, 453 meters gained. He had a couple clearances. Uh, he had a couple inside 50s, couple rebound 50s. Just, you know, a very, very impressive game for a second gamer, I thought. Yeah. As in, I said during the preseason, he just looks like, you know, he settled into the system really well in terms of the Carlson system. And he was he was raw last week. And I thought he, he's still showing really, you know, he's still showing signs of, I guess, AFL immaturity. But his third quarter was absolutely brilliant, Ollie Hollands. You know, it was a... 
it was a lightning paced third quarter in terms, you know, the game was moving at a rapid pace and he kept up with it and he held his own on his wing. And, you know, we're playing against a team with Isaac Smith and Max Holmes on the wings who were no pushovers. And yeah, I, th- I think a Holland's, he was, he was very good and wouldn't have been a team lifter if you kicked that goal in three quarter time put us five goals up it would have been huge would have been awesome you almost don't get the jitters after that going into the three-quarter time huddle with that Mm. happening but no he was good and he should be really happy with himself because i think he settled into the game really well after half time and once again it's you know he he has been pretty seamless he's not setting the world on fire which i warned you in the preseason he's not going to set the world on fire as per se but he's just going to slot in which the, he has. Which he has, which is great news for him. There's obviously a lot to work with, a lot to... Improve still. Yep. But it was a pretty good performance in a really intense game. Yeah, I think he stood up in the big moments. Uh, Adam Chera, he had 25 tonight. You know, his first couple of disposals were complete, like smothers and, you know, couldn't really get yeah. the ball away quick enough. But then I thought he just, like Hollands, just worked his way into the game superbly uh he had five marks he had six score involvements 21 pressure act as well five inside 50s like in terms of an attacking game style i think chera played a really attacking role tonight he was almost the midfielder who was driving the ball forward yeah he look yeah he was he was almost reminiscent of how the team was going wasn't he early on he was like you know playing you know finding the right areas doing what he needed to do just lacking that polish and he did burn us a couple of times, you know, with the smothers and, you know, errant foot skills. But, you know, I'm a, a, Adam Chera is playing really good footy at the moment. He's, you know, he's a very good midfielder. And, you know, we had to cover for two really big omissions tonight. And I'll say it again, you know, he stepped up. And, you know, Chera played a really good four-quarter game. No Walsh, no George, no worries. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kennedy. Yeah, he was Jeez. he was superb tonight, Kennedy. Mate, it's actually crazy. He was superb. Just really, it was a clutch night for Matt Kennedy. Big marks, big moments, big bursts through the middle. He, he was so good. He almost played like that hybrid heart. He was almost the link between D50 and attacking 50. He was super, He was great. He, uh, you can't fault Matt Kennedy's games. It's, it's, you know, I feel like I'm say the exact same thing every single week but I'm going to say it again it is just absolute madness Matt Kennedy I just find him and his story insane just he was done he was delisted he was re-rookied given one last chance based off a month of good footy at the back end of a season that we were done with like you know the fact that he's just now as good as he is is absolutely crazy and I don't say this lightly, Bolt. Like, you got to think, what on earth were the coaches thinking by not playing this guy? Like, a simple rule of, oh, we're not playing Cripps and Kennedy in the same team. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. That, that's just really, really bad coaching. Hein- well... Because this guy... Well, they were really, really bad coaches. Because this guy is... And, I, and I've got to be appropriate with what I say here in terms of, like, how I rate him. But Not getting carried away. No, no, yeah. I can't get carried away. Look, he's comfortably a B grader. He's, yeah, I yeah, think but- he's... I think he's... If he keeps up this level for this whole year, because he was very, very good last year. 
Yep. So if he can keep this level up for the year, I will officially rate him as an A grader. Oh, I, I don't I don't think he's a superstar by any means, but you know, second tier players are so important. Well, it's, it, they're so important. So I, I don't I don't see him as an A grade midfield. I don't see him as that top echelon. That, I guess you know, it depends how you do your rating system because like. If you rate Cripps as an A grader, Kennedy's not an A grader. But if you rate Cripps as like an A plus, yeah, then Kennedy could the, be Cripps is at the top of the class. That's what I'm it's saying. Like if, so if, it depends. Like if you're not going with pluses and minuses, you're just going A grader, B grader, yeah. C grader. Kennedy's a B grader. I but, see him as a he's a second tier midfielder, which is it's and and that's not an insult to him because he's you know I actually think over the first fortnight, if you combine the games, I think Kennedy and Chera have probably been our two most consistent players over the yeah. first fortnight. And he's he's playing such good footy. He's just he's so on top of his game right now, and he just knows it's so simple for him. He knows his role. He executes it well. Yeah. If we're looking at Matt Kennedy's game style as well, it's so unique. Like there's very few players like him who are so good above the head, midfield bull, good goal sense, moves forward, covers the ground well. Um, I was going to say something as well, which has now slipped my mind, but uh, true, this is what I was going to say. Is it fair to say, I think we can agree at full fitness, he's our fifth midfielder, he's our fifth best midfielder yep. behind Cripps, Walsh, Chera and Hewitt. Yep. And that's up for argument. I mean, some people might rate him ahead of Chera and Hewitt. For sure. But I think we sit here now and we say he's probably our fifth. Well, I've clearly got Cripps as one, clearly got Walsh as two, yeah, I think- clearly got George as three. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. Currently, I rate him higher than Chera, but it's. I think most people would probably rate Chera as our yeah. fourth. It, but no right or wrong answer. Is there. there a better? Has any team got a better fifth midfielder than Matt Kennedy? Because I don't. I think it's. I think the answer is no. I think yeah. he's. I think he's the best fifth midfielder in the competition. Like you maybe look at Brisbane, and you've, you they've got a big well, like. Ashcroft's probably their fifth now. Yeah, well... You know, they've got Neil and Dunkley and they've got McCluggage. Like, that's yeah. a big three. You know, I guess he is... You know, their equivalent of a Matt Kennedy's maybe a Jared Berry. Mm. Um, like, Kennedy's a lot better than Jared Berry. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, a lot better. Yeah, no, Berry's really good. But Berry's Ken- very Kennedy's good, got but- Berry covered. It's interesting. It- it's... It's very... Or you look at the dogs, maybe. You know, you go Bontempelli, McRae, Liberatore, Bailey Smith, and then maybe, you know, do you add Trelaw as that fifth or, you know... But we're talking pure mids. Like, yeah. our, our five that we've named there don't play anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Trelaw plays in the forward line a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's 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 fair. Bulldogs are maybe the one team. You know, you look at the Ds. Petrarca and Oliver three and Viney. But in terms of a fifth midfielder, for, sure. for ours to bat that deep... Not disagreeing with that. Yeah, I just think he's... Question. This is this actually... This is really interesting. Because we mentioned Trelaw. Like, yeah. Trelaw at his best is like A-grade superstar. Yeah. Like, gun. But with his injury history and, you know, he's out this week with injuries, you know, his body's a bit cooked. Like... Would you take Trelaw over a guy like Matt Kennedy? Yep. You would. You would still, despite his, despite his injuries and. Oh. Yeah. No, I would. That's fair enough. Not worth the question, but yeah, no. Nah, we're getting off topic. We'll get straight back into the plays, but 
yeah, Matt Kennedy's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, who am I missing here in the midfield? It's uh, probably about it in terms of the midfield group. May as well go with the two rucks. Yeah. So Pitt and Etler laid in. Um, Thoughts on Pitt? Well, Melbourne dried up. You know, this morning it was like the apocalypse had hit. <laughs> I Melbourne. woke up to absolute. I got on the train this morning at like eight-ish. It was fine. Got off the train 20 minutes later at Southern Cross. I was walking in a blizzard. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, God. And like we kind of, we obviously knew Martin wasn't going to play this, you know, on Thursday morning. So, I was like, you know, they're going to play Honey. They're going to go the second Ruckman. I thought I'll put a line through Pitternet in this weather. And then, obviously, the sunshine came out. Beautiful night. It was actually a beautiful evening in Melbourne. Mm. Um, played the two Ruckman, which has given us some success and has given us some nightmares, um, to be completely honest. And I think, overall, I think, you know, in terms of the long-standing four-quarter game that it was, I thought we probably took the points in the Ruck, which is something I don't say too often. Stanley was Stanley's first half was terrific. Stanley was playing really, really well. See, I disagree. I thought he was playing really well. Yeah, that's fair. I, and, I, I thought we, I and, thought we were on top in the ruck all night, and they ended up subbing Stanley off to move Blitzavs in and get a bit more leg speed around the ground, which they kind of had to do coming from behind. But uh, you know, after the third quarter, DeConning's third quarter was brilliant. It was really, really good. There was a lot of intent. He was ferocious at it. He played a really good quarter, DeConning. I'll make a call here, and I don't think it's that big of a call because, you know, Tom DeConning's been a man who has had a lot of moments rather than a lot of, like... DeConning's had great moments, not great ga- great matches. He's never really had, I, like... I know. <laughs> he's never really had, like, a great match. And I think tonight was comfortably the best match in his career. Like, I'll say that. I don't... I can't recall Tom DeConning having a better match. Then tonight. What, do, ju- what are your thoughts well, on that? He just finally showed a bit of... Consistency? Fucking urgency. Like a bit of ticker. His like, tackling yeah, was fantastic. His tackling was on. Like he was ferocious. And I've always spoken about with DeConning, you know, just be a physical president presence at a stoppage. And he was tonight. He was a presence around the coalface, which, you know, I'm, and I'm not asking him to dominate. I'm just asking him to ruck. And he rucked tonight. So... Six I won't ta- take it away from him. Six tackles. He had the four score involvements. 14 pressure acts. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he had a, he had the best game for this football club. Well, I just like that he kind of threw his body around. And he was kind of like, here I am at the stoppage, you know. And like Pitternet was the same. Pitternet was quite good as well. Mm. Like, they were quite good. And it'll be interesting, you know, because obviously Silvani was the one that got subbed off. So... You know, you know, you go into a, you know, you go into GWS next week, and you think, well, George will, will play. You'd, you'd hope, you'd, you'd hope. think, but, yeah, and Walsh sure? might even play. Yeah, well, George is definitely going to be more likely. So, do you drop? Do I dare? Like, don't say it. They, 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 they won't drop Silvani, but don't you dare say they, that. They won't, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They definitely shouldn't. It'll be interesting how the rucks fare from here on. It'll, team selection will be very interesting. And they got it bang on. I, you know, we, we were set up beautifully tonight. We'll, we'll speak about team selection later because I think it's really interesting. Like, I Because, yeah, we'll speak about it later. But let's quickly zip through the rest of the team. Backline now. Weeders. Maybe it's the alcohol kicking in that I'm happy with the rucks. 
we did uh we did have a couple beers after the after the win tonight. We had a few to. during it. Did you? The game, yeah. Do you usually drink during no, when you play? No. <laughs> we were going. Yeah. Um waiters. Yeah. Weedering was okay. He was okay. Took some big marks, had some pretty errant moments, but probably took the chocolates over Hawkins, I'd say. Oh, I thought he did. Yeah. Happy to say that we got absolutely murdered by Hawkins' good friend. But oh, boy. We'll I speak think, about that. You know, you look at Tom Hawkins in isolation, and I think Weedering definitely got the chocolates over him. Hawkins, no, he did. Hawkins had eight disposals, Bolt. Like, one goal, no, eight disposals. No, I know, that, I know. That's, that's, I know. That's one. just a straight up tick. Yep. Take that. Uh, Lewis Young. And this is interesting because on paper, he got absolutely destroyed. Like, destroyed. Jeremy Cameron had six goals and 25 disposals and eight marks. Like, he... he Jeremy Hogan... Uh, Jeremy Cameron tonight was Geelong. Oh, like, he was... Like, he... I said it when he kicked his third goal. Like... At that moment, when Jeremy Cameron kicked his third goal, he was keeping them in the game. Yeah, he was carrying they, the cats. He was literally carrying them. Yeah, he um, was. That's as he was so clearly best on ground. It wasn't even close. I think it's top five performances I've seen in the flesh he, at a game. He was crazy good. That was. Is that top five for you that you've seen in the flesh at a game? It's hard off the top of my head, so I'm not going to make. I think we both know the best that we've seen was that Dangerfield game. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh, on Easter about. Monday. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh, true. That, that was his first game for Geelong. That I was think. his first game for Geelong yeah, yeah. and it was- Yeah, that but, was crazy. Like when I think of best matches I've seen in person, we went to that game together and I think we both said like, yeah, that's the best game we've yeah. ever seen by, by an individual. That, obviously, that famous Cripps game against Brisbane was huge. Even though Cripps in the last round of last year was huge. I was going to say, I think- Cripps occupies probably three of my top five. Yeah. Oh, he had one some, against Adelaide. You've seen some classic Judd as well. You know, but- True Judd. Yeah. But anyway. Cameron- Cameron the, the tonight, game, That's a game I remember. It Honestly, was, it was I crazy. will remember Jeremy Cameron's performance tonight. And I'm so glad he didn't sing the song either after it. Like, brilliant. But he was very good. And look, he obviously, let's be honest, he murdered us. And Lewis Young was obviously his direct opponent for most of the night. Sometimes when you're playing against arguably the best player in the competition, there's just not much you can do. Lewis Young, tough night. (laughs) What is he meant to do, Tough night. We'll get an easier matchup for him next week, I promise you. (laughs) And I think it's fair to say as well that Lewis Young was not responsible for all six goals. No. A lot of them came off direct errors. Like, I think there was one or two that he was responsible for. The rest- No, it's- it's, Sometimes you're just no match for your opponent. Yeah. And that's what happened tonight. He was no match for Jezza. Look, McGovern and Saad virtually assisted two of the goals. But at the end of the day, 25 and six. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's called a murdering. Yeah. But, yep. But it's weird because I thought Lewis Young was sort of still all right. He started like he, well. He start. He was intercepting well throughout the night. Started well. You know, look, he didn't really like drop his head and go into his shell either. He wasn't like get him off the ground type of thing. You know, they never really made that ultimate switch either, which mm. is probably a good show of faith upstairs. But we move on. We won the game. And 
Jeremy didn't, so he can go milk his cows in the morning and so be it. <laughs> uh, the second gamer, Mr. Cowan. Speaking of cows, moo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cowan, Cowan. Yeah, workmanlike performance. Um, I don't think we're ever going to sit here and, and say Lockie, Lockie Cowan was amazing, fantastic, tremendous, because uh, he's not that type of player. No, he plays in the back pocket, but he he's did just his, He's just a role player defender. For sure. Which is great. He did his role tonight. You know, he's settled well into that back seven. He's holding at, he's holding Plowman out of the side at the moment. So, well, I mean, the way I look at it tonight, in terms of who he was on, Geelong's smalls did not get a hold of us, and they have got dangerous smalls. Tyson Stengel didn't kick a goal. Close kicked one. Gary Rowan kicked one, and that was no one's fault. That was just a complete, like, the first goal of the game just... Yep, yeah. From from 60 oh, metres well, out, like a when, floater. Is that when Chera got smothered and they went up yeah, the other? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't count that. Myers didn't kick a goal. Um, you know, Ollie Henry kicked two, but Close only kicked one and, you know, Rowan kicked that goal. So, I think at the end of the day, Carlton's, defend- Carlton's medium and small defenders can say that they got the job done and they you know, won that battle. Yeah, they stood up well. And... I said at half time, I wrote in our little group, I said, Cowan has been fantastic. And I thought his first half, he was awesome. He didn't really do anything in the second half, but that wasn't a bad thing. He didn't make any errors. He just didn't get the ball. But I thought his first half was actually very, very good and impressive for a second game. Yeah. Like He doesn't look like he's struggling at the level. His kicking was much better tonight, so can't say anything negative in that sense. But, but he doesn't look like he's struggling at the level, does he? No. He, he's, he's slotted in quite seamlessly. Yeah, no, he'll be right to go. Um, Newman. Yeah, Newman was outstanding. He was unbelievable tonight. Newman was very, very good tonight. Um, like, we've got to read out his stats. 24 disposals at 83%. He had eight score involvements, six marks, nine pressure acts, 400 metres gained. Three inside 50s, five rebound 50s, four one percenters. And when he gets home tonight and takes his shorts off, he might find Tyson Stengel in his back pocket. That he may. You know, very good rotating through Stengel. A bit of Ollie Henry here and there as well. A very good game from Nick Newman. Really set us up from the back line. Very impressed. Is he one of the most... And and when I say this, I'm not going to... Don't jump on me. I'm not saying he's, you know, a gun super sub it, but... Is he one of the most underrated players? I don't think anyone talks about Nick Newman. No, they don't, But because he's a back pocket. It's sort of like no one talks about Jed Buse, and I think he's amazing. Yeah, like it's he's... just the nature of the job mm. in the back pocket. What's the saying? Backs win premierships. Yes. Forwards, forwards sell memberships. Backs win premierships well, you, need, you, need, you need I've said it you need to have a top three defence to win the flag so yeah I can let you think over your Far little out. riddle what's that saying I don't know I know I, I, I think we all get the gist yeah but, anyway you know Newman was superb tonight very very happy with Newman very very good performance by the great man but we can get better than Newman oh yeah you can oh yeah Sardi Sass G Sard 
Can we just read out? I'm just going to get this. We'll get the elephant out of the room early with Saad. Made the most hideous error we'll see all season with about three or four minutes to go with that 60 meter spirally torp up the middle, which resulted in the goal. I nearly jumped over the fence. Absolutely <laughs> absurd. Absurd, absurd error by one of my favorite players. So we take that out of the equation because it was a moment of pure madness. <laughs> like madness. Like I'm not joking. If we would have lost that game, I. I I'd almost need a week's break from Adam Saad. But God, his game was good. He was... Most metres gained on the ground. Just set us up. He was... Oh, just... 29 disposals. He gets it. Seven marks. He went at 76%. Uh, he had 608 metres gained. 16 pressure acts. Five inside 50s. Four rebound 50s. He was everywhere. Five score involvements, I think I said already. But Bolt, this is what I want to speak about. It is Ramadan, and he said, "I re- this is quoting Adam Side. I really love playing through Ramadan. It is amazing what the body can do. I really found, I really find my limits throughout this month, mate. He's playing in Ramadan. It is ridiculous. He's a freak. That that is what I like to call just an incredible human being. Oh, he's great. He, we love Sadi. He, he's superb. And you know, I said that Akers was clearly our best player. I thought." And Saad was clearly the next best in line for me. He was very, very good. And, you know, Adam Saad is very indicative of the way we like to play. Just quick, you know, his closing speed's obviously always good. Well, he fits our club perfectly. Uh, He really does. He's just like the perfect player for us. You know, know, over at Windy Hill, they can go and cuddle and schmuzzle with Setterfield. Well, hang on. I'll keep my little Australian halfback flanker under my arm and... We're going to march on with Saudi. Well, well, hang on just a minute. Yeah. What happened to the Messiah that they said was better than Saad? Oh, David King said, well, Massimo D'Ambrosio. No, 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 no. Oh, Nick Hind. They said that they got an upgrade on Saad in Nick Hind. He's not even in their 22 right now. No, I know. Well, Essendon's still living in the VFL era. They get confused. And that's that's what Hind will be doing this weekend. Let's move on. Mitch McGovern. Gov. So I found it interesting. So the game is the game started last week with McGovern covering Martin, and it started this week with McGovern covering Rowan. So he's ta- he is taking that medium, you know, really good overhead player. McGovern probably was overall a down night for him. I'd say. Would you agree with that? I think he. <laughs> I've sort of come to the terms with McGovern that he's going to have some mayhem moments and he's going to oh, make yeah. some big blues, but. Overall, once again, I thought defensively he was quite sound. Yeah, yeah no, I Just don't good th- aerially. I don't think he controlled the halfback line as opposed to what he did last week. I, it probably wasn't my favourite McGovern game. Did make some absolute howlers, but you know I've got time for him. I think he play, he's a very important part of the Carlton Jigsaw puzzle. I don't care what they say about him. Oh, hang on, he's hang very on, important on. to the way we go. About hang on, it. hang on, hang on. He's he's supremely important. Like, him at his best is exceptional. No, I agree. Last Um, year, his first fortnight was almost the best intercepting defender I've seen at Carlton. His first fortnight last year. He's he's got a very important role. If you rewatch those Richmond Bulldogs games, Mitch McGovern was stupid how good he was. I actually still watch that Zach Fisher goal from last year in round (laughs) one. I'm not joking. I still watch that. Um, But, no, down night. Yeah. Mate. This guy is the most... We just take him for granted. Because, once again, 
people are like, eh, you, I don't think you were like, eh, you know, wasn't the best thing. But it, it, we just, it's it's like Crips. We just expect so much from him that we almost just take for granted how good he is. I know. he's He is good. I don't think he's playing anywhere near, you know, where he could. No, he's, he's not. We can he, agree with that. Yeah, he's not. He's playing well enough for me to say... Well done, Doc. As in, <laughs> like, Doc's been all Australian. He's not even close to that level. And even last year, last year he should have been in the 40. Like, definitely should have he, made he the AA deteriorated 40. after round 15 or so. But he, 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 was, he was good tonight without being anything better than good. So, yeah, I mean, his numbers are definitely down. He only had 21. He had seven marks. Um, but, you know, 17 pressure acts, five score involvement, six rebound 50s. He's just classy. So, I think we can put a line through Doherty spending any time in the midfield off the back of what we saw tonight as well. Yeah, we thought 100%. he's flirted with over the preseason. I thought tonight he might, you know, help out in there without Georgie Boy. But Mate, why no. would you put an All-Australian no, half back into the you. midfield? I agree with you. Uh, now, we have done midfield and defence. Let's move into the forward line. King Charles, five goals tonight. And... He kicked three in the first half, which was very, very weird because, as you uh, like to mention, he's usually a second-half goal kicker. Nine marks, you know, just really a brilliant Charlie Kerno performance. Nine score involvements. You know, he had six marks inside 50. He had eight pressure acts. Just, this was just classic Charlie. Well, he cracked the game wide open, didn't he? Yeah. In our favour. You know, five goals. I think he had... Did he have five by half time? No, he had three at three, half time. Okay. Sorry, yeah, you just said that. Um, but yeah, he was he was, he was, was great. As in nine marks, 5-1, five, 5-2. Five, you know, it's just... I think we're going to see the coronation of the Coleman medalist go again. Um, He kicked a goal tonight, which... The second, so he, it was, I can't remember which, what number goal it was, but it was when he took the mark just on the 50 meter line and immediately wheeled around. Goal yep. number two? Yep. The second Charlie Kerno, so he took that mark yep. on the 50. The second he played on and wheeled around, I knew it was going through. Yeah, yeah, his eyes light up. He has that kick and he loves the kick where he... And he, it's usually him on the 50 meter line kicking it to H and he usually hits uh, yeah, H yeah. every time. He, his body goes so low, he almost just like slices the ball. Yeah, he does. He just like slices it. He kicks it across his body. Kicks it across his body and it glides through the air so beautifully. That is his trademark kick. It's not something he does every game, but it is just... So, it's, so good. That's just an incredible skill. That's a vintage Charlie Kerno goal. He was brilliant, as in... He was so good. He was very good. Yeah. You know, Cameron, you know, you, you it was also a great stat. The first time since 1902 that there were four different common yes. medals playing in the same game. Since 1902. Cameron, Hawkins... And they're the last four Coleman medalists, the four of them. True, Kerno and Mackay. And wow. I guess it was a bit of a shootout between Kerno and Cameron. It was. It definitely was. Cameron won the war. Cameron won that battle. We sung the song, won the war. Charlie was superb. Uh, we're going to zip through the rest of these. Bolt. Matt Owies, I thought this was one of his better games for the footy club. First half was, I think at halftime I said he didn't, wasn't amazing. But you know what? 
he kicked that set shot. And I genuinely think at the back end of last year, he misses that. Yeah, he, he played well, always. Three goals, 13 disposals. Uh, he had seven score involvements. You know, he only had the two tackles, but he had 15 pressure acts. They were frenetic. The, the smalls came to the party tonight. And and I know that you thought he that we can get more out of him, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I think we can get more out of Corey Durden, but the way I saw his game tonight... Corey Durden was a pressure cooker. And, you know, he was. And he would have laid no- a lot of tackles. And nothing got past him. He only laid... I mean, it says he only laid five tackles, but 21 pressure acts, you know, he was just a pressure cooker. He was just... Nothing got past him. And really early in the match, he tackled, and it was it was pretty weak tackle, and I was a bit annoyed. But then after that, it was like just... And look, just so good. And the bottom line is we got goals out of Durden, Owies, Motlop and Fisher. You know, they hit the score, but they would have kicked, you know, maybe seven between them or whatever the number was, six or seven. Motlop kicked one, Fisher yeah. kicked one, Durden so, kicked one and Owies kicked three. You know, well, it's a great game for Owies. Significant improvement on last week. Yeah, they came to the party. You know, yeah. we were getting repeat entries, we we're getting stoppages inside 50. There was a bit of resistance. You know, the ball, last week when the ball hit the ground, it was out. It was zipped out. This week, you know, we got back to that Carlson style where it looked like we're going to score most times we entered and the ball hit the deck, which is exactly what they're there for. They created that energy and they make us such a dangerous team. 60 pressure acts combined between Owies, Durden, Motlop and Fisher. Can't ask for much more. It's 15 each. Next week, 61. Yep. Uh, and yeah, just very quickly, Motlop. Motlop started the game like an absolute huge house first on quarter, fire. Huge first quarter. Um, it wasn't. He didn't do a whole heap after that. But, no. You know, he wasn't bad. He just struggled to get involved a bit. Had a couple of negligent moments in the last quarter. I thought mm, you probably should have gone there. But he had a huge first quarter. Had a big hand in the opener. The composure at centre half forward was delightful. And then obviously kicked one himself. Um, yeah, he you know he, he can go to other levels as well, but at the end of the day, with small forwards as well, in terms of scoreboard output, they're not all going to hit it at once. Zach, you know, I always hit it today. Mm. Zach Fisher, one goal, 19 disposals, three marks, three tackles, five score involvements, 10 pressure acts, two inside 50s, two rebound 50s. Those stats there just say a bit of an all-round game. Oh, I think they're quite flattering for him. I think his first half was putrid. I actually thought he was two quarters away from being omitted from this side, Zach Fisher. He had a very good second half. No, he he recovered well, but he he did recover well. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, once again, they just need to keep going, these guys. They just have to be an existent presence from start to finish. Because if you make it hot and intense for the opposition, we're going to create scores. We're going to create turnovers. And that's the way we need to play our game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is that the Silvani. Silvani? Silvani, of course. As I said at halftime, I was raving about him. Thought he had a very solid first half, but yeah, got subbed off. Your thoughts? Anything to add there, Bolt? Yeah, I just thought he was. I think he was okay. Not much. And then there's H. Oh, Herschel, Herschel. Now Ooh, tough night for Herschel. Now, H hasn't had a good start to the year in front of goals. No, Let's be honest here. That he hasn't. However, 
H took three monster marks at the end. Oh, yeah. And that right there is what we like to call... He's not... Come of the moment. Come yeah, of he, the man. He, he's just a mature player now, Bolt. Yeah, no, it was. For him, it's not about goal kicking. He, it's, well, 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 sorry, well, no, no, well hang it on. is. It is. Hang on. It is, but I'm saying in his mind, he... Like, for him, if... There are a lot of players who are like cherry pickers who are maybe selfish, who it's all about them. They want goals. Oh, yeah. Harry Mackay is a team player. You know, there's, there's more to his game than scoreboard. Although yeah. scoreboard is vital to his game. Yeah. How many did he kick tonight? One? One. One. Yeah. So, we'd probably on an ideal day want more on the scoreboard from Herschel. But, you know... Tough matchup. You know, DeConning absolutely took him to the no. cleaners last year. Mate, Sam, I, I have to say it. Sam DeConning, I think I said it earlier tonight. I actually think he is, if... I said, I said earlier that I think he's the best defender in the game. And then one of our mates said Darcy Moore, possibly Weedering. Like, I just think Sam, there's a, Sam DeConning is that good. It is scary. He's very good. He went off. They collapsed. He came back on. They steadied. You see, I love the DeConnings. Sam DeConning's very good. And look, he completely annihilated Mackay last year. Probably, there was definitely progress on that front from Herschelah. But, you know, once again, three huge marks at the end. Got my heart rate down a little bit, which is what mattered at the time. So It's pretty cool seeing Tom on Sam. Like, there were two moments in that last quarter where they were literally holding each other. Like, they were on each other. It's cute. No, it was very cool, I thought. Yeah. So you don't see that often in the AFL. No. Well, we won't see the Mackays in two weeks. True. <laughs> Might see them at the Intra Club next year, though. Shout out to them. They've started their own podcast, so Ben does exist. We can confirm that there are two of them because they've now been in the same room. Uh, but yeah, let's move on, Bolt. Twitter questions, we'll get straight into it. Bit of team change at the end, but... Uh, and also, what? in terms of the sub, there's nothing to really talk about O'Brien with. Nah. Didn't do much. Yep. No, we're going to just... There's, I mean, you know, with all due respect, he was on for a quarter and he got three disposals. So, we will get to the, twi- the Twitter questions. Sorry. You know what? We don't usually do this, but I think, I think tonight we need to give a bit of praise to the coach. Yeah. No, no. I alluded to it earlier. We won the game upstairs. It was a terrific, you know, the game was from the get-go. It was our brand, our style. We dictated the game, made it very uncomfortable for Geelong. And I sound like a broken record. If the game's quick, we're probably going to win the game. The game was quick. We won the game. Piss off down the highway. Like, I thought we were just superbly coached. No, he he had a good night, Bossy. There were a lot of sneaky things that we did. That was just like, yeah, you know, this is really good. Like, yeah, I think, and I've, I've said this a few and times. And he's probably started copying a little bit of heat, maybe out of a bit of restlessness amongst the fan base, a bit of frustration about, you know, let's get going. But, you know, tonight's just huge for everyone at the club, huge for Michael Voss. Um, and he's just got to keep it, got to keep going. He does. It's a good night. Twitter questions, Bolt. Uh, we're going to zip through these. MP says, and we welcome back MP, um, a regular from the last couple of years. Reckon the boys and coaching group are as relieved as we are to finally get the monkey off the back. 
Belief is back, baby. Yeah, I'm sure. It was just a relieving night for the club. We held on in the close one. Lots of mental demons would have been there towards the end and makes you feel a whole lot better rolling into work on a Friday, doesn't it? Definitely does. Candow, the great man, says, have you ever heard such a roar for a defensive mark by Lewis Young? What an incredible yeah. home ground advantage it was. Yeah, there weren't many Geelong fans there, were there? There really weren't. Um, you know, it's just huge relief. Just thank God. John Gauchi says, when will our supporters give our coaches confidence in what they are doing? Picking Pitternet was a masterstroke. Yeah, well, we've just given Vossi some praise and he had a good night in the box. Uh, Bluey, random question of the week. The interchange board they hold up to get a player to come off like in soccer and football. Do they hold that up until the player in question sees it? Or is it for a runner to see and then go tell that player? I actually don't know. I've got no idea either. That's so interesting. We're going to have to keep an eye out for that over the weekend. It's an interesting thing to pick up at the football. (laughs) It's probably just a thought. Like probably just sees and goes, yeah. I wonder what, yeah. It's like, I think I said to you after one of the games last weekend, I said, at what point in the game do you reckon a player finds out his stat line? Yeah, well, we heard like... um, Harry Sheasel was on AFL 360 and he said he had no idea at 34 yeah. until after the game. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point would they like go on the AFL app? Look at- I reckon they wouldn't know until after the game. Yeah, probably not. No ways. Yeah. There's no ways they're being told their stats at halftime or three-quarter time. Mm. I shouldn't say no ways. I would, I would assume not. Michael Cerevolo, the great man, much cleaner with ball in hand this week. Really enjoyed the wings holding their width as well as pushing forward and back defensively. Might be a bit early, but does Nick Austin get the tick of approval for Hollands and Acres? Definitely a preemptive call. Definitely early, but signs are good. Well, they've come straight into the team, haven't they? So, you know, he'd be pretty happy with that, Nicky Austin. Nick he's, Austin is... He's going he well. He is a shrewd man, and he's bloody good at what he does. Yeah, he's going well. Everyone he's brought into this footy club is impressive. Touch wood. But Touch yes. wood. But like, you know... He's, we, do, he's doing he, well. He hasn't had much to work with with the draft. He hasn't had almost as much as what our previous list manager had to work with when it comes to the draft. And he has found some diamonds in the rough. Like Jesse Motlop wasn't even a first round pick. Corey Durden was in the 30s. Like Jack Carroll in the 40s. We still think Carroll will be a good player. Cowan at 30. Like he traded up specifically for Cowan as well. Yeah. Like, you know, now Holland's coming in like... Getting a player who can just walk into the team, you know, at pick 14 or whatever it was. Like, like you know, Nick Austin also deserves some love. So, you know, if anyone's listening to this who knows Nick Austin, let him know. He is just a very good man. He's very good at what he does. Uh, Deron Baruch says, loved the Ruckman's game. Interested to see how you guys saw it. Other than that, pressure and changing up our slow and stagnant movement from last week paid off. Easy run next few weeks. Have got to make the most of it. Yeah. No, the Ruckman were good. I was very happy with him as a duo. I thought we ended up taking a victory there, so can't complain. And yet it's a big five weeks coming up. Five lower-rated sides. Three of them on the road. Crucial period for the club. Ash says, Considering what we paid and his limited exposure before the trade, has the club ever made a better trade? than the one for Lewis Young. And that was essentially yeah. a Sam Petrovsky seed and for yeah. Lewis Young. 
Well, the Sean Hampson turning into Sam Doherty's draft pick was, was turning into Sam Doherty. Sam Doherty was pretty nice as well. But yeah, the Lewis well, that Young was straight up well, highway robbery. Yeah, well, Sam Petrovsky said, and you know my opinion on him. Lewis Young's yeah, like stomped on him. So Samo is not playing at the moment for West Coast, which is interesting. Um, but we'll move on. Mickey C says was going to make a Dow comment, but I will save that for a loss. I'll keep things up- upbeat. Other than the fact that I'll we, do the same. Other than the fact we won, what were the biggest two or three positives from the game that you saw live? Well, I think the two biggest positives were our two biggest deficiencies last week. You know, rucks um, and wings. Yeah, and small. Well, I was going to say yeah, the, the brigade up forward. Mm. Um, but the wings were just huge tonight. The, the space that we created, we just covered the ground so well. We really did. I loved it. It was a real. It's exactly how you want us playing. Bryzart says, "I think so many stepped up tonight. Many were scrappy, but everyone seemed to follow up their errors. Does this just demonstrate that the two rucks work? TDK was great. Sauce was involved all night, and Pitt did a solid job. The small forwards got to work. That they did. And look, the, the two ruckman thing is it's a fluid thing. You've almost got to assess week to week, and that's where." I guess coaching prowess is going to come right into it. You've got to pick and choose your, you know, double ruck battle, I guess. Uh, Wilson says, and Wilson, great man. He's had a lot of um, questions over the years. We love him. Harry, he says, Harry is getting plenty of recognition for his last quarter, deservedly so. Ed Kerno deserves some praise for his last quarter too. So many times he fought harder than everyone else to keep the ball in our favour and out of Geelong's hands. I think I've said it before, Ed Kerno's endurance, like he is as fresh in the last quarter as he is in the first. And that's why, you know, he's, and he's not, you know, a quick player, but he's just endurance. So he's always going to play well in the last quarter. Yep. He doesn't gas out. Yep. Uh, Tommy says, very happy that we didn't give up a final quarter lead. Early, it looked like we were making too many mistakes. McGovern and Sheridan aim a couple. Was it Geelong's pressure or was it self-imposed pressure on ourselves? Probably just overdoing it a bit and probably just not taking that first op, the easy option as per se. And that's just, you know, that 10% of Polish, which is maybe why we're not at the, you know, we may not beat the pointy end. But, you know, if you riddle those errors out, we would have barnstormed them early. Going to zip through a few. Adrian, Sal, we needed a win like that. We certainly did, Adrian. We yep. definitely did. Uh, Carlton Blues FC says Ed Kerno loved his game your thoughts did you rate his game it's a yes from me we spoke at yeah, no, I definitely rated his game we spoke a lot uh, about Ed Kerno um, Jimmy Fowles did Ed Kerno cover both Hewitt and Walsh tonight I know he did a poor kick late but he was enormous shutting them down running all running all and snagging 26 and a goal yes there's a lot of Ed Kerno love here which is great Tim W says, how good is it to have a genuine winger in Blake Akers? Absolutely love his game. Marvelous, marvelous. JC says, has Holland's performance killed off Lockie O'Brien's career? No. No, definitely not. You know, know, I'm an O'Brien man, but look, he's behind him in the pecking order at the moment. He's got to work his way back in. Lockegg, two rucks worked well. Does Silvani and two rucks work? Reckon we get the Mosquito Fleet for a little while. Soss really needs to finish off his work and kick one to two a game. Or his spot will be in jeopardy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. 
RJ says, Lob is a terrible sub. Don't want to see it again. Yeah. I love the small forwards game. Don't disagree with the sub call. He, he's just not the ideal sub. Couple of tweets here about our fans overreacting after the round one result. Yep. Um, Ed Kernos, this from Damien. Ed Kernos still has it. Loved his game tonight. Couldn't name a bad player on the field. Very hoodish, says we have arrived. I think we're going to exit. Actually, no, there's one more, which will be a good leeway, uh, segue, sorry, into our team for, for next week, the discussions. Uh, Christian Chapcomb says, so many contributors this evening, so who makes way for Hewitt? And with that, we will speak about next week's team changes and end the show. Bolt, your thoughts on what will happen. And uh, let's... Let's do team change. We're going to do three separate team changes. One, on the basis that Hewitt is fit. Two, on the basis that both Hewitt and Walsh are fit. I don't think Walsh will be playing next week. You don't reckon? No. So, And then I was going to say, you know, on the basis uh, that just... Neither. Yeah. I, th- I don't think Walsh will be there next week. What are your I'll- thoughts? It's tough. I- if Hewitt's not going to play, I think they'll go in unchanged. Definitely. If Hewitt think- is ready to play... I think it's going to be either one of... It'll be Pinnell or Silvani. I can't see where else you'd pull the pin. Mm. Maybe you'd be Pinnell. I think it was a bit of a strategical move playing both rucks tonight. You look at... No, no, that's defense, what I'm saying. It, it, it to, is very much a week-by-week thing. We stretched their defence and it worked. Yeah. It, was no, a no, master, it, it was a coaching masterstroke. And it, it might be Pinnell that makes way next week. With no disrespect to him. I, I, I don't like seeing Silvani out of the team. But you, you feel like it might be one of those. I don't see where else it would come from at this stage. Knowing Carlton, there'll be a bloody injury. <laughs> yeah, well, that as well. We'll see what happens, uh, hey? But we can agree that Jack Martin will now have to go through the twos. He won't be walking straight back in. Oh, shit, yeah. No ways? No. I'd like to see him play in the twos. couple before. tweets there about him. We won't mention yeah, them. No, yeah, look. The, he, the game just might be past him. Our, our style just might... Be too, it's just too urgent for him, but we'll see what happens, eh? Big one next week. Massive win, massive game next week. You'll be going. I've got a yeah. wedding. Yeah, I, I know. Go, but well, you- no, I'll be up there in um, beautiful Homebush, beautiful Western Sydney. <laughs> um, got the chockies there last year and we've got to go again. You know, we've we've exited a very tough opening Just before fortnight. we exit this show, the first two weeks we said, we said from the get-go, this is going to, like... It's massive. Yep. And I think we can both agree we take it and run. Oh, yeah. A win and a draw. Oh, yeah. And six of a possible well, it's like last year, you know, two and oh, after a very tough start at the time. Last year felt different, did it not? Like, I remember because that. Because it came from nowhere. It came bit. from no- The feeling after we beat the Bulldogs was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, this is like, you know, we had to, this is like, we had a job. Mm. We've had, we've got to do it. And I'm very pleased with where no we're Walsh, at. No Walsh, no Hewitt, no worries. We still haven't really seen our big five mids fit we and haven't. firing together. Like we saw it a couple of times yeah. last year, but not properly. Well, we'll see made. how we go. Haven't and- dropped the game yet this year. Still undefeated. So <laughs> we'll go into the Giants next week. Um, yeah, bloody keen to get up there. Very good. We, we had to win before we went into state. It would have been, that game would have reeked of danger and hazards and banana pills everywhere going in zero one and one but you feel like the narrative turns a bit we'll see how the giants go over in perth this week against the eagles we will 
And Would we'll you see prefer if, they win or lose? Oh, it doesn't concern me. We'll see. Everyone said last week, you know, there's no way Geelong's going 0-2. Well, look at the ladder. But, <laughs> um, you know, we'll see if Kelly and Whitfield see how their concussion protocols go. We'll see what happens. We will. Blue Baggers, thank you. Bolt, thank you. Beautiful win. Enjoy the business. weekend. How good's watching footy yeah, after your team's oh, won? Because you can just sit back, put your feet up, have a beer and just relax. Yeah, and just great. enjoy watching footy. Great news. Great win. And then win. you can go to work on Monday and it's awesome. And then you can go to work on Tuesday and it's awesome. I know. We it's love it. It's just a good week when you I win. I know. I love it. Thank you, Bolt. Too good. Go Blues. Against the famous old-